it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young. Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young and Michelle Young. I promise it's totally on me that we haven't changed that opening yet uh, to include Michelle's name. But it's okay. I'm so big. They know. They know. that I don't have to say my name. They just feel my energy. They can just go, Michelle's here. We know it. We can sense it. Feel it. So um, we welcome everybody uh, today to The Unshackled Life show. And and uh, uh, for those of us uh, that are joining us on Facebook Live, we say hello. And there's a great group of people there. So hi, everybody. Um, so Michelle and I just got back from Orlando, Florida. We were down there at a conference uh, uh, at CEO Space and having a great time with that. And um, we had, so CEO Space, when I first found it, it was in Las Vegas. And and we would go down to Lake Las Vegas and we enjoyed that time at Lake Las Vegas and it was good. Then we were thrilled to find out that they were moving the conference to um to uh, uh, Orlando, Florida, and we love that because um, Disney, World. Disney World. And I'm I'm a particular Disney geek, and Michelle is I'm, is uh, coming on I'm as a Disney. Geekified. She's become a geek, and um, and so and now they've now then we heard they're moving. They finished the contract with the hotel in Not Orlando. Disney World. No, Disney World's going to continue, but CEO Space is moving to Tampa for the starting this coming December, which means. It'll be much more difficult for us to go out and get our geek on at Disney. So, but we're, we we're spent, thinkers. We well, yes, but we spend a lot of time there this week. We did spend a lot of time. We did. This we week. went. We went um, to the parks three times, and then we went to Disney Springs a couple of times, like three times. So mm-hmm. we got. We were out Disney fine, um, and and so as we kind of go into this this conversation that we're going to have today. Um, and I want to encourage you guys uh, to be able to call in. And you'll, when we go to the break, you'll hear the call-in number. And um, uh, I, I want anybody that wants to talk about the topic that we're going to be on today to call in and, and chat with us. We would love that. So here, but let me let me kind of set it up this way. Um, we okay. So it was this interesting analogy. There were two things going on. One was we were at a business conference and there were a lot of successful entrepreneurs and a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs there. Here, write this down. Here, the call-in number uh, for for the next two uh, sections of the show, uh, 866-472-5795, 866-472-5795. So um, anyway, here's the point. We had these two uh, kind of analogies going on. One was the business conference, and one was going over to Disney. And um, at Disney, you know, there's they have all these fun rides. All of them are fun, but a few of them are kind of a little bit more thrilling, you know. And I remember so distinctly our youngest boy Chase. We went on the Tower of Terror. Oh, well, that's a, that, years that's ago. a sad memory for me. But I know. But Chase, remember we we like basically drugged this kid, kicking, screaming by the hair, to go have some damn fun with us. You um, will have fun. You will like it. And, um, and, uh, and so <laughs> we, we got him all the way up to the beginning of the tower of terror, like the elevators where you would go into the ride. Ro- I mean, like go onto the ride after the long queue. And the boy is like sobbing, right? He was really, truly scared. Really upset. And finally we're like, okay, we're being horrible parents here. It, trying to, it occurred to us at some point that somewhere this was not cool. Way late in the trauma that we were going to not take him <laughs> 
make him go on the terrible up and down elevator tower of what do they call it? Terror. Terror. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so that was a bad experience from our family. But the, the long and short of it is there is fear. And, you know, we saw people, um, I've seen people that are, are fearful of a lot of things. Uh, I, I like amusement parks, f- afraid of the roller coaster, afraid of the dark, afraid of of waiting in long a long line for Maybe somebody they don't know if they're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have somebody that's on the on the watching us on Facebook Live right now. Porsche Keys, the bomb. She's in guest relations at Disney World, and um, we really love her. Our, she's our, like our adopted our daughter. Adopted daughter, yeah. She's such a doll. Anyway, she was with us the other night, and we went on the new Avatar ride there at uh, Animal Kingdom, and the the line typically to get on that freaking brand new ride is four to five hours. How many of you, if you'd spend a fortune to be at Disney, would go, I'm just not even going to do it. I'm not going to invest the time in that because... Um, I'm afraid of what I'll miss out well, on. Yeah, well, I'm going to miss out on all these other things, and maybe I won't even love this ride. So you now i got to tell you, let me tell you what the, what the opportunity cost would be for not waiting in the line. It was the coolest ride I've ever been Never, on. Never, ever been on anything like it. Nothing like it. It was amazing. And so the point is, if fear, if we'd given into... If people have given into, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out on a million other things if I wait for this one experience, and I don't even know if it's awesome, in, in at least I'll, I think in our opinion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Speak for me. If you're going to go to do one thing at Animal Kingdom, it's go on Pandora Flights of Passage. I mean, it's mind-boggling, but you only get the reward by taking the risk, right? Can I can I change change that? You know, so, um, so Porsche... Uh, you know, she she works for Disney. She uh, subscribes to that Disney magic ethic, and she made magic for us. And she we and not only did she do that, but she spent she she invested her time with us as well. But I'll tell you what, I I was afraid. I, I fear had me in the moment that, in that I would not have asked Porsche if she oh for to to come. So Porsche yeah, has offered multiple times. She's such a sweet girl. She's offered higher, uh, early. Oh, I was looking at Yeah, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't but talk. But don't do that I shouldn't do it because we're on radio. And that we're was rude of me. Hi, I keep seeing Hi, people Hi, everybody pop up. who's listening on the radio. Okay, radio people freaking awesome. But anyway, um, I, um, uh, what was I saying? Well, Porsche has offered multiple times to, right. you know, get us fast passes or set us up with dinner reservations. But I would have been, I would have had let fear. You had like hangups on, let's, let's yeah, not bug her about that. Exactly. And I've been there by myself and I have, I've written to her and said, hello, but didn't want to do it. Well, so anyway, the point is to this time she's like, hey, crazy older people, um, I have, I have opportunity for you to get on this ride faster. Um, it's still going to be an investment of time and money, but you, you know, do you want to go? So we said, ah, okay, let's take her up on it. Let's do it. And it ended up being this huge benefit to us. Yes. We took it. We took a chance. We took a chance and we, we went and did something and we had to let other people, another person make it possible for us. And that, and that's an important piece of it. We, in order for any single one of us to create the lives we love living, to have an unshackled life where you're taking your time, where you're. Um, where you're experiencing deep connection, uh, high highs from from uh, in your personal career, in your health, there it's going to be a community effort. It's going to require help from other people and ser- and and pushing through those fears, and as well as doing doing things that are uncomfortable for you. So we're going to talk about that right. today. You may not be a Disney person, and that's cool. I get that. It's not about that. I'm so, grappling with my Disney, Disney-ness right now, honestly. Not, not me. I'm fully baptized. But here's the point. Um, 
the, so the analogy, the other analogy is we're, we're at this business conference, CEO space. Business conference. And CEO space has, um, it, it tends to attract a lot of people who are trying to kind of ramp up, right? The CEO space is, a, is not on one topic. So you can go there and get marketing, sales, whatever. You get a lot of, um, a lot of stuff at CEO space. So it's a great place for people who have started a business and they're trying to get introduced to lots of different thinking. And, um, and so while we're there and we're having these one-on-one meetings there, I see people who are nervous. They're nervous about, you know, am I making the right choices? They're worried about, you know, who should I engage with? There are all these different um, sort of talking heads there. And so they're kind of like, I don't know. I mean, is this the right person to plug into? Is this the right mentor, right coach? Do I even need a mentor or coach? I don't have very much money. Um, all, all these fears, all these fears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to do something, you know, so you used to come with me to CEO space mm-hmm. and you would stay up in the room most of the time or you'd no, go out and go, sh- you did. or you'd go out and go shopping I never or you'd paint. Have me. Michelle is totally in the, in the grips of fear. I'm, like I'm a, practicing irony like a deer, for all of those who can't hear it in like my life. A deer in the headlights voice. and paralyzed by fear. And so um, I finally said one time, Hey, why don't you just go down it and was the worst. just go downstairs or all these nice people just go down and talk. And what did you, your thought was what, why won't they want to talk to you? Well, they wouldn't want to talk to me because I didn't have a business. And we've since talked, I had, I mean, there were, I was tapped into the circumstances and the circumstances where it was a business conference and I didn't have a business. In other words, I was going to band camp, but I didn't play an instrument. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, and that's, you know, those are circumstances, but the truth is there's an opportunity in everything. I wanted to go down, but I was afraid that I wouldn't be taken seriously. I was afraid that I wouldn't have anything to It would to blow you to. off, yeah. But the truth is there's an opportunity in everything. And we're going to talk about that today. There's an opportunity to um, to step out of our comfort zone and explore what's out there. And and there's there's legitimately less risk than we think there is, and but but there, the opportunity is exponential. The opportunity is to really live that unshackled life where we're not shackled by fears. Fear is a present is a, a present entity, if you will, but we get to put fear in its place and not give it more uh, substance or more weight than it has because it has a lot less than we may currently be giving it. So if you haven't figured out yet, we're going to talk today about fear. And see the this show. And also, go- how to use it. We're not going to get rid of it. We're going to use fear. Oh yeah, fears. Okay, look at. So we we were at Disney World, right? And we would go like we love Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and the the roller coasters. We have yes. so much fun with those. And so I'm I'm going to tell you. So Michelle and I. She says she does. She's not fully. Disneyfied, but she, I, she, which is a lie. I'm grappling with the fact that I really am. But she is. I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. It seems like I should be cooler than that, <laughs> but it turns out I'm a geek. Like to- you. Totally. Well, I, but there's never been a mistake. I, I, everybody <laughs> knew that about me. Here's the point. We go on these roller coasters and I admit it. Like they pull down, the, please pull the bar down, you know, and it clicks down there. And the whole time I'm getting ready to go, I'm like pulling up on the bar and I'm pushing my feet against the front of the roller coaster going, okay, I'm sure the bar is going to come up and I'm somehow going to have to hold right. on over the over the corkscrews or whatever. And Michelle's like, woo, my arms are up in the air, and I'm with a woo, woo, woo. She's like having so much fun. And um, it's a it's a difference. There's this there's this part of me that says something could go wrong here. I'm still going. I'm on it. I don't even mind being in the front row, but I'm going to like overly do it. And Michelle embraces the fear and like 
laughs her head off the whole time. So, okay. So we're, so, so I'm going to gonna be honest about that as well, because, because we're, I mean, we're setting things up. We're using Disney. We're using a business event. We're using these as analogies. What we're inviting you to do is really apply them to your life in the way you're living life. So it might not be a roller coaster you're afraid of. It might not be a business event. It's definitely putting yourself out there that you're probably fearful of, but we're going to, but, but going on with that, your life as a as a roller coaster analogy, let me tell you what I literally did on the roller coaster. So Aaron was like, I heard him say, "What you one literally point, did?" I literally did it because Michelle's always teasing us. What did you literally do that? Or yeah, this literally blows my mind. Yeah, I'm like, my I mind see is... no exploded brain over no. the room. Okay, hey, no. So, right, so yeah, you, I used, this I used you, it, you actually did. I appropriately used the word literally. Thank you very much. Well, let's see. I am okay. <laughs> It's a so, test now. Let's see what she's actually. All right. Did, so let me tell you did. what I really genuinely did. So we're on the roller coaster, and Aaron. Aaron was just telling you that he's like, as they're pushing the bar down, he's like, "Oh my gosh, you know what?" No, no, no. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be sure. I wasn't like afraid. I was just cautious. Okay. Please, please continue. With your yeah, story. cautious slash fearful. I don't. Hey, I saw that ride that spun off at that county fair right. this summer. Well, this is, uh, Those are in my mind. Uh, okay. Will but, you proceed, though? Because you keep no, stopping in the middle of the story. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> so inconsistent. Okay. So what happens is when that bar is going down or the bar was going down, I'm thinking, okay, what about the rides that go off course? What about the... What about the, you know, what could happen? I'm thinking the same thoughts he's having. What I did, literally, uh-huh. uh, versus what Aaron, how Aaron started out. And just be clear, he loved what we did. Um, Which you, thing? The rides? He loved the rides. Oh, I love the rides. But so, but the, there's, like there's to the a little bit of a difference in it because I was feeling those fearful feelings too. And what I did is... I, I happen to know because I teach these principles all the time that fear and excitement actually manifest physically in the body identically. So think Wait, about say being, that again. fear and what fear manifests in your body physically uh-huh. fear manifests physically identically to excitement. Oh, so in other words, you're afraid of doing something. Let's say that you, let's say that you, um, are afraid of speaking in public. And so it's almost your turn. You can hear people uh, introducing you and you have this deathly fear. You're so afraid of speaking in public and your hands start to shake and your heart starts to pound. Uh, maybe it's when you're meeting somebody, you you get those same feel- feelings. And and so let's take it. So that's, a, that's one day and you're super fearful and you're having those feelings manifest in your body. Another day, you are doing something, you're going to speak, but you're really excited about this. You're excited about the people that you're talking to. You're excited about your topic. You finally get to your chance to say the things that you want to say and your hands start shaking and your heart starts pounding and you're just like, yes, this is my moment. The only difference between those two moments, fear versus excitement, is your thoughts. And that, my friends, is the only arena in which you have utter and complete control. The difference is most people don't understand that you actually do have control. So so when I'm getting the control so the, of, of, the, of your thoughts, of you your control thoughts, of yeah. your thoughts. So the bar's going down and Aaron's like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of thinking about the scary things that could go wrong. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about, wait a second, this is going to be really fun. I'm super excited to be on this ride. And I switched, I, I flipped a metaphorical switch in my mind. It was not a literal, not a literal switch. Not a literal. I literally switched a Flip the switch. In my mind, switch no. It was a metaphorical. Oh. Metaphorical 
switch. I flipped the switch and I started thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about about this ride. I'm super excited. I love that feeling when the, your stomach when drops. When it drops down. When it drops down and it's like, woo! And, and so I switched from fear mode to um, to excitement mode because I knew I was in control of my mind. I was in control of my thinking. And we're going to talk this next hour, well, this hour that we have together, we're going to talk about fear and that it, it, actually fear is specifically in us so that we could, our species could survive. So we're glad we, we, that fear is a part of us because it, it, it is a movement to action. That's why the heart beats, the hands tremble, because it's all a part of keeping us safe. And we're going to talk about switching our, we're going to talk about switching our thought process so that we're in that excitement and enthusiasm mode versus having fear and how letting fear have us so that so that we're scared and we don't want to go out of our house. We're going to talk about about choices that we've made in the past, even that we thought were keeping us safe. I don't want to go out and and get a job because if you know I'll be safe, I won't be rejected if I stay at home and don't put myself on the line. We're going to talk about how that thinking is actually the thinking that puts in, us in a position to actually have failure. So we're going to use fear, and we're going to talk about using fear very specifically today, and that it's a part of it. We're glad that we have that part, but we're going to change our thinking and into a proactive mode where we get to be way more in control. Our heart might, might pound and our voice might tremble and our hands might shake, but we can and use sweat it. And sweat. Oh, is that personal? Because I'm a sweater. No. Aaron glistens. He glistens. Sorry, I wasn't trying to no, no, I know. Saying, I know you weren't, you, but I just want to say I'm bitter about that because I, I get when, nervous. I can tell when you're nervous. I know. I know. Because I'm a sweater. It's, it's all good. I'm just saying that out loud. Is but the but can I just you, you can. said a, so you said so much in the last two minutes. We've got stuff to was, say today. We do. Um, first of all, if you guys want to call in eight six six. Now we're getting ready to go to break in about thirty seconds. But eight six six four seven two five seven nine five eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. Now maybe you're all too afraid to call in. We understand that. Well, I we, but, but we've anybody, got but messages on Facebook yeah, here of questions there, there already. Are, there are lots of good things. So here's the point. Um, write into us uh, if you're on Facebook Live or call into us. Let's talk about fear. Let's talk about what's holding you back so that we can get you in we the right mindset and get you there. Okay. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about how that from from today forward, um, you can be holding your hands up on the roller coaster of life and getting getting rock star hair instead of being scared and hide, hiding hair. under the chair. And so this is uh, Michelle Young, Aaron Young, and we're going to be right back here on the Unshackled Life on the Influencer Channel, Voice America Radio Network. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Yeah, if you guys want to give a call in, um, A-Rod, our producer, will will put you on. We'll have a, a great little visit. And uh, we'll answer your questions if you're going through fear or if we've got so many cool people that we know are listening. If you have if you've got some wisdom to share, don't hesitate to call in. Um, you know, uh, uh, on the break, we were talking about about a uh, we said something about rock star hair a minute ago. And so let's share that story for the people on Voice America. Absolutely. So you you saw a billboard one time for a hair salon or something. Uh, no, it, no, it was just this cute. It, it was just somebody who who'd seen it or come up with it, and That's they're like, cool "I'm gonna idea, write though. this out on a, a signboard." So when the storm comes, so let me just say that we were in, we were in a very stormy period of our lives. That um, that we had the IRS breathing down our neck. It was a, it was a constant. It was daily topic, and it was always in my head. I remember I had a dream one night that the Earth stopped spinning, and we as a family. Uh, held hands as we floated off into the ether, and and I mean that that was that was a it was a really tough time because because it was um, in our conscious and subconscious all the time. Anyway, I was in downtown Idaho Falls, and there's this cute little shopping area with these chic boutiques, and right outside there was a, a, a sandwich board, and somebody had written in that cute chalk lettering. It said, there are two kinds of people, the kind who, when they hear a storm's coming, go down in the basement, shut everything down, and wait for the storm to pass. And those who go and stand on the roof, yelling into the wind, I knew you were coming, that's why I didn't rake the leaves. Let the wind give you rock star hair. And I decided in that moment, and in fact, I talked with the kids often. We we haven't referenced that for a long time. No, we haven't. It just came up today, but we yeah. used to talk about it a lot. We used to talk about it a lot because, because you know, when, when things are so out of your control, control yeah. everything else seems like you're, you're out of control. You can make choices that put you in control. Choices as simple as, you know what? I'm pulling my shoulders back. I'm going to be entirely authentic. I'm going to let the wind give me rock star hair. And so that's that's bravery. It's not life without fear. That's not what we're talking about today. We're, we're talking about circumstances that allow us to use our fear in service of a life we would love living. Yeah, because to... In order to in order to live the life that you want, well, I should say, in order to continue to elevate your life, um, in in order to uh, live a bigger and bigger life, you're going to have to keep pushing your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Now you can say I'm happy right here where I am, which is which is okay if that if uh, that's that's fine. But most people um, are not living; they're living a life that they're okay with that they'll tolerate. But they're not living uh, a highly um, exciting life. 
they're longing for things. And a lot of a lot of times the thing that's keeping us from doing what we would love is is fear. Fear that we'll be judged, fear that we'll screw up, fear that we'll suck, fear that we'll get hurt, fear that we'll lose our job, that we won't have money, that we'll have to get, a, uh, you know, something will go south on us. And and so that fear is keeping us from um, from the life that we would love. And, um, you know, we have a we have one person that just called in, and is this a good time? Uh, they're talking about that they, they have panic attacks sometimes, and a lot of times you're in the middle of the night. Is there any way I can control my fear while I'm sleeping. All right. So let's answer that. Question yeah, we can first. absolutely talk that. So first of all, first of all, um, people have, so, so let's talk about the human brain first. There's the paleocortex and the neocortex. The paleocortex is 300 million years old and it's designed that paleocortex is the same brain that animals have. The paleocortex is created to, to translate information in a very rapid speed. I mean, significantly faster than our neocortex. The neocortex is the part of our brain that is created to, that that uh, develops speech, learns languages, does math, uh, takes in information and makes sense of it, writes all of those pieces. So your paleocortex, that, that part that's processing things is looking for patterns um, to identify danger. So this is your lizard brain. The lizard brain. The old ancient brain. Is identifying danger. So sometimes our brains go on hyperdrive and there are certain brains that are like quickly going danger, 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 danger. And, um, and or we may and or we may have had experiences that um, we were in danger that that we we did feel, you know, really traumatic events, in other words. So. Besides necess- maybe needing therapy as well, sometimes medications, there are certain things that we can do. And specifically waking up in the middle of the night with panic attacks okay, hold on. to get us back into the neocortex, what, we're, what we do is we, we tap back into factual thinking. So in other words, what am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I feeling? What am I seeing if the lights aren't off? And, and doing that multiple times until we get back into the reasoning neocortex or, or the CEO part of our brain. So that's something we can do to specifically address those issues that are happening. Um, so in other words, our brain, our neocortex is not always in control, but we can use very specific reasoning tools to get us back into the neocortex. So, okay, let's, let's, can we simplify that? That was really good, by what the way. Are, yeah, absolutely. I'd love for you to simplify I it. just want to say that, so when we get scared, right, mm-hmm. we have to notice what we're noticing. Yes. We have to all of a sudden go, okay, well, hold on. Um, yeah, this take is, a break. This is a scary situation. I, I'm legitimately scared. Or, I, or maybe it's not a scary situation, but I am legitimately I, scared in this what, moment. How I feel is not illegitimate. Exactly. But- what, what okay let's let's do a quick inventory what's going on around us and instead of saying i'm going to be paralyzed by fear um, i'm going to be i'm going to think about what what's a solution to this people all the time on airplanes you know i fly all the time and people get really truly scared um, on the airplane especially taking off and landing and they they're squeezing the handles and i and i'm not saying that that's not legitimate they're truly they're scared they're truly having an experience but the reality is there's nothing they can do by squeezing the handles any tighter right what they can do what is what they can is, do yeah. is tap back into the and it's a decision Aaron you made a really good point in saying saying they can 
decide, they, they have to take a moment, they have to notice what they're noticing. I notice that I'm freaking out about this plane trip that I don't have any control over because I don't even know how to fly the plane. And they can go, okay, I notice that I'm feeling anxious. What am I feeling? Well, I can feel that there's a kid behind me kicking the back of my chair. And in this instance, that's a really good thing to notice because in that moment, you're back in your, your CEO. Yeah. yeah, I notice the kid's kicking and I'm smelling you know, it smells like they just cleaned this plane. It, it smells nice and fresh. What am I? What am I uh, seeing? Well, I'm. Oh, I'm seeing that there's a, a really cute couple that are chatting back and forth, and and that might not. And we might go, oh, but the, there was just but, a bump, and yeah. then we do it again, and yeah. we do it again. Until I know we, there are there are 300 people who are not squeezing their their armrests. Right, right, and you so know? and so we just keep coming back into that that place where we bring it into our neocortex which is a super fun reasoning part of our brain it's a slower activation brain but it it's a a great part to activate and it puts us back in in control so in other words we are going to have experiences where we feel we have panic attacks we might wake up with a panic attack but we can uh, and I do it too I will I will wake up in the middle of the night having had a bad dream and I'll I'll feel that uh sense of dread and I'll be like okay I can hear my husband breathing by me I can feel oh I really like these sheets and all of a sudden when I'm thinking about my sheets I'm not thinking about the bad dream that I just had yeah you know I and if you're an entrepreneur you know so much of what we do and and people follow us um uh, by the way, let, let me throw out one other thing because we got a, a, another um, listener just wrote in and said, um, control your breathing. Interrupt the panic by breathing with smooth, grateful breath. I think mm-hmm. that's great. That's super good idea. That's um, very powerful. And, and Thank you, Jason. Yeah. And so to to just – but the, that idea of, of – um, of smooth, grateful breathing is doing what just what you were saying. It's, it's like bringing you back yourself back into, into the, the neocortex. Yeah, you're coming back to here. I am. I'm doing. I'm being intentional about what I'm doing. Instead of letting my 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 body and my emotions get away with me, I'm bringing myself back to the present and saying, "Okay, I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm grateful." Isn't it fascinating? Isn't it a isn't it a miracle that I'm 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 40,000 feet in this, in this aluminum tube hurtling along at 500 miles right. an hour. Isn't that, and, and I have oh, wait, Wi-Fi. Some people may want to change it. I have Wi-Fi. So, I'm, watching, I'm watching Gilligan's Island. So, but wait, okay. You know? this, is, this is what he does. But never, you never watch Gilligan's Island. Because they don't have it on the airplanes. But, but at let's, home, but I would let's totally take it back to, let's take it back to the day-to-day. Don't, I'm sorry. Neither. I didn't know if you were ginger. I'm so me. You're totally the professor. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Can you please keep going? Uh, don't quit, quit going down these yes. rabbit holes. I apologize yeah, again. Thanks. So, so let's talk about on the day-to-day when we're not dealing with the um, with with flashpoint anxiety, which I, I'm really glad that our, our listeners tapped into that. So because that's a great question. But let's talk about your lives and your business. I, I have clients who would absolutely love a meaningful connection, a real relationship that's inspiring to everyone to everyone they see but they're afraid they're genuinely afraid what if what if my what if my love is not out there what if i'm destined to have bad so relationships they're, they're not in a relationship they they're not in a relationship they've had they've had relationships and they in the start past. Going, i'm too old i'm not pretty enough i have, I'm not I have never once enough. had a client in all of the years that i've been practicing i've never had a client who's who who didn't want deep meaningful relationships those relationships look different to everybody but they want to have a deep connection but a lot of times we allow our fear 
to say, well, my family, all the women in my family are divorced, so I could never have that. Or this is this is the pattern from my history. And their their fear that this is how it will always be keeps their focus. I and, pick bad partners. Right, right. Yeah. And owning well, that as if it's it means something. Well, no, when you that say actually could be true. They do they could well, pick yeah, partners but that it, are not ideal if, out of their if I say it in the present tense, I pick bad partners or, or I have bad business planning or whatever yeah, it is. I always fail. Then you're, Everything I do does, you know, nothing I do right. works. Then you're owning it in the present. You may have the truth of the, the facts of the past, which are in the past I or I used to. What did you say? In the past what? In the past I chose, I made bad oh, choices. Okay, yeah, okay. In the past I made bad choices or... In the past, my family, you know, my family got divorces. Now I choose something different. And so this is the mindset. This is this is being brave enough. And I have clients who are, who are too afraid to even imagine sometimes. Sometimes it's overwhelming. They're afraid of judgment. What if somebody ever reads this? And the truth is the worst person that could read that is the peanut gallery in your head where they're like, why are you even writing that down? That's not a possibility for you. But when we, when we, we get brave enough simply to write it down, that is a step in the right direction. And 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 really allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, even if it's just with ourselves. That's that's where we get the most vulnerable. But allowing ourselves to imagine something better. Um, one of our listeners, Betsy, wrote, "Fear is her, her quote. One of my favorite quotes she writes is, "Fear is a misuse of my creative imagination." Think about that. That is such a brilliant quote, Betsy. Think about that. Just as easily as I can imagine failure and people laughing at me, why don't I spend my time, if I'm going to be dreaming things up, imagining accolades and people going, Michelle, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Why not? Yeah. So, you know, whether whether or not you like our current president, something that I've I've heard him say in the past was, as long as you're going to dream, why not dream big? And I remember as a kid, um, I had in my mind... um, (laughs) <laughs> my dad walked in on, on a friend of mine and I one time we were plotting and scheming. I think I was in the eighth grade and um, he said, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're talking about, um, about Disneyland. And he said, Oh, you guys, you guys want to go to Disneyland? And I said, no, I want to buy Disneyland. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I read that um, they're having some financial troubles and they might even be going bankrupt. And I thought, well, somebody's got to own it. Why couldn't it be me? And uh, as silly as it was as a, as an eighth grader to be thinking about it, the idea is why not entertain the big dreams? Um, Les Brown, you know, who's great. He, one of his quotes I love is it's not that we aim too high and miss. It's that we aim too low and hit. The reason we aim low is usually because we're afraid afraid. that we're going to, we're going to get hurt. We're going to lose money. We're going to screw up. We're going to be judged. And so we end up aiming too low and hitting our low expectations and living a life that we're frustrated with. And I, I mean, I constantly see it. You're a life coach. You must see people all the time who are like, oh my gosh. I settled and I, and, and now I'm in this place that I'm miserable. So, okay. So let's address that first. Yeah. Cause I because mean, the so only, many people. I read recently, uh, I recently read a quote that said the only, the only thing worse than making the wrong decision for 30 years is to make the wrong decision for 30 years in one day. So in other words, it's never too late. And I've heard you say this before, Aaron. It's never too late. It, you're never too far down the wrong road to turn around. 
Just because just because you've been doing something that didn't make you happy for a long time doesn't mean that you should con- continue to go down that road. So let's let's talk specifically about about what fear is. I mean, we talked about it. It was it's how well, and, then, and how to turn around how want, we survive how yeah. we survived as a, as a species. Um, was fear. Our ancestors had had fear and, and it kept them alive. And that's why we are the miracles sitting here today that we get we get to be here on this planet. Um, so fear is, it's an indication that we're about to do something we haven't done before. So like what, give an example of something you, when you had to deal with fear. Because I mean, we can talk about theory, but let's, let's apply whatever it is to stories. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. So so there's an element of every single time, and I actually, I taught a class this morning and I talked about this. There's an element of fear that pops up into me every time somebody says, what do you do? And I let's be clear, I love what I do. I love my job. It's such a fun job, but I have a fear of judgment about it because, because people have said things to me in the past and I've had my own judgments about it in the past. Um, I, it, there's an element of fear when I go, I'm a life coach and I'm afraid they're going to go, Oh, what does that even mean? And, and I, and for the longest time, and actually Aaron coached me on this for the longest time, I, I tried to dance around it. Yeah, she I, I tried a different name a for it life alchemist and, and, uh, um, I don't know. Whatever, I can't remember the other ones. All these things. Tried to dance around it and until, and then I would say, I'm a life coach, but I'm not that kind of life coach. And so I had a lot of fear about being judged, but you'll notice that, that as I tell you this, you're imagining goofy people. You're imagining, you're imagining judgment because of the judgment I was, I imagined up in my head, including where I'm like, oh, I'm not that kind of life coach. And all of a sudden you're imagining life coaches that are you know, whatever, yeah. whatever's negative. Yeah, what is it about life coaching that she thinks is not good enough? So Aaron said to me, he said, I, I noticed you, can I, he said, are you open for coaching? Which I thought was a brilliant husband move because not always open. 30 years. Folks. 30, 30 years. years. That's I've where learned. the magic is. And he says, are you opening for coaching right now? And I'm like, I check in with myself because I'm not always open for coaching. I'm going to be honest. And so I was like, yeah, no, I, I think I can handle it right now. And he said, you know, I noticed you dancing around this. What if you pulled your shoulders back and you owned it? And I was like, what, what, what if I did do that? What if, what if I did? I'm a life coach. And I'll tell you, mostly, first of all, all the time I feel good about it. I love what I do. And there's, there's really not a better way to say it. Um, you know, some of my clients are, are listening in. If you guys want to write in the comments what, what, uh, how you would brand me, that'd be awesome. Uh, I, but now, every once in a while, somebody will say something, but mostly I pull my shoulders back and I say, I'm a life coach. I love what I do because I help people do what we're talking about today. And that is move past their fears into a life they love living. So in other words, fear pops up when we're about to do something we haven't done before. It's not a message that we can't do something. It's simply an information that we haven't done it before. But if we're going to listen to fear and go, oh, I can't go here, it's like looking at a map of where you've been and expecting it to take you somewhere you've never been before. And that's not what we're doing. We're, we're, we want to go where we've never been before. We want to have a freer, fuller, expansive living. And in order to do that, we're going to have to get uncomfortable. We're going to have to look at our fear and go, okay, I get you. I hear you. But it's okay. We can do this. Yeah. So... I, I love the uh, acronym fear is um, false evidence appearing right. real. Mm-hmm. So let's get let's get into our present. I want you guys to be thinking about what scares you. Believe me, there's stuff, if you watch the news, there's stuff that's probably yeah. making you uptight. 
Let's talk about that a little bit when we, come back, when we come back to our, in, our, in our last segment. And if anybody wants to come on, I love all the comments we're getting on Facebook. We'd love to have you come join us on the phone right here on Unshackled Life with Michelle Pearson Young, Aaron Scott Young. Uh, you're listening to the Influencer Channel on the Voice America Radio Network, and we'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Good afternoon. You're listening to Michelle Pearson Young and Aaron Scott Young on... You're not sure what? The Unshackled Life. I like your voice. The radio, the radio, what, why? What do you, we just said that. What do you want to tell me? Okay. Do you have something you want to do? I do. I want to tell a story. So we're we're talking about fear. We're talking about using our fear in service. And it really is. So fear is, fear is just trying to keep us safe. Sometimes it runs amok. But imagine, you know, if you've ever raised a child or even been in the care of a child, you know. In the care of a child? That would be scary. That wouldn't be scary. If you have a child in your you care. Were, yeah. Okay. Good thinking. So if you have a child and you're watching out for this good, child. Good, correct. Okay, good, good plus. Thank you. Okay. So, it, so if you've ever been in charge of kids, there we go. I said it properly. If you've been, ever been in charge of kids, you know that allowing them to run free and do whatever they want is not a service to them. It's but, not It's yeah. not healthy for anybody to go, sure, you can stay up to all hours and absolutely eat cotton candy for dinner. It, it doesn't, it might make them happy for a second it, you might it, it's but your fear is exactly like that so when we let it run amok and go you can't go out you can't put yourself on the line what if what if people 
you know, reject me? What if the worst case scenario happens? We, we have to go, we have to tell our fear, hey, thanks. I know you're trying to keep me safe, but now it's time for bed. Now I'm going to put you to bed. So you notice what's happening and you pay attention. And a lot of times what's super interesting is that our fear of what might happen. We're afraid that if we put ourselves on the line and we don't get what we want, that's the worst thing that can happen. But I want to tell you a story today um, that I just heard this morning. I had no idea. i I had no idea uh, that I had somebody that was practicing these principles so hardcore. And one of my clients shared it this morning. Um, My daughter has a very good friend named Celine and she, um, she's been, I've, I've, kind of coached her along, you know, in a very informal way, but she's come to me and said, I really want your input on this. You know, what are some assignments that will help me through these things? And her, her, she is like a child of the earth. Imagine the most playful being and running and picking flowers and making dandelion tea and being, you know, barefoot in, in the rocks. She just loves that. And so, so she's come to me from time to time and she decided that she wanted to live this life. She wanted to live in an earth hut and she wanted to to just live off the grid, like legitimately, completely off the grid. Like literally off the grid? I'm, I'm going to have to punch your face on Facebook. No, I want to make sure that we're literally not, not, off not figuratively. the electronic She doesn't want to be, she no electricity. Like for real. How about like, a cell phone? Maybe a cell phone. Maybe a cell phone, like right. back. But she wants back. to live in a sod she wants to live in a side hut. So she she decided, she decided the way she needed to do that was to become a truck driver. And she had a job opportunity and she had it all set up because she was going to fund it in this way. Well, guess what? Her worst fears came to fruition. She, somebody kind of sabotaged her and, and she lost the job. And then she was with no job at all because she'd quit her other job and she didn't know what she was going to do. So, so her worst fears came to fruition, but she, but we do what we can with what we have, where we are. And, and Celine has taken these principles to heart and she, she decided to reach out to everyone and anyone she could think of that had that had influence in this arena, and she the reached the truck driving arena. No, to this the the well, living the in a, living in a hut, hut. Okay. living in a hut like arena. A dirt or like a no, like dirt. Like she wants to make a dirt house. No yurt off the grid, literally. Well, I mean, a yurt it's still on the grid. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But you're saying she wants to like make it out of. Like mud, like or, an adobe. Or, or perhaps buy uh, a sod hut. We don't know for sure if she wants to make it. We just know she wants okay, to live so in I'm it. Okay, so I'm not going to – I want to go down that road of Here's where the, you would even buy it. one. But I, Here's the but point. the point is, so she said, hey, all you other earth muffins, so how do she, I do this? So she took action. My mentor, Mary Morrissey, always says uh, um, personal development work, dreaming without action is just entertainment. Mm. And And so she took action. I'm really, really proud of her. She took action. She reached out to anyone and everyone that she could think of. And she reached out to a professor who said, I think I might know someone. Well, there's somebody who's very well known in the um, the eco-balance off the grid. Kind of green mud hut world. Green, green mud hut world. And very... but. We're very it's well known to have your niche and really know what that but is. But seriously, and, well, I'm, and I'm, so I'm kind of being serious and she, also being a little. So ridiculous. Zoe was telling me today. Zoe's telling me today that Celine told her, you know, this is the this is the map. This this is how I get there because there wasn't even a path to this guy's house. But she's happily, joyfully, and barefootedly living out a life. She's she's being mentored. She is a. She's found somebody to help. She's well. Well, she's helping him too. She's working as his assistant. Um, off the grid. And and so the point is that 
when sometimes when the worst thing happens, our worst fears come to fruition, there's opportunity within them. It all comes back to the same principle that I teach every single day, which is pay attention to what you're paying attention to. It, it's all the experiences that we're having are all happening in our minds. And as soon as we label something as bad, if we label fear as bad, every time we have fear, we're going to go, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I shouldn't be doing that. And you'll notice that even as I say those words, that feels bad. But if we go, oh, isn't that interesting? I'm curious that I'm, I'm feeling really feel fearful right now. I wonder what a different thought process is. Yeah, what, what am I really afraid of? I feel fear. I feel that anxiousness. I feel well, not, that. We don't want to get too excited about our fear and no, like, well, so, well, how, what's if, making me fearful? Well, here's the thing. Let, I mean, let's let's talk about something real. I mean, very visceral right now. Okay. So there was this horrible shooting in Vegas a week ago, right? Yes. This terrible thing. And and that's, I mean, that's legit. It's That really happened and it really is horrifying. And, and yet there are. Uh, of the 22,000 people that were in the in the parking lot there in Vegas, 21,500 of them got out of there without being hurt. Now they're mentally scarred, I'm sure. For sure. But they did. And then also that night, there were events going on all over the world where people were safe. Where people were safe. And and while those people were safe in all those concerts and all those arenas and all those places, there were literally literally Millions of people in the air in airplanes flying at 35,000, 40,000 feet safely. And uh, all and all over the world, there were people who were thinking of going on that first date or doing. So there were a lot of there's a lot of evidence of safety, even when we're feeling fearful. Yes. And, and when we focus on that safety. So so first of all, we want to we want to look and give. And give weight to what What can I do to be safe? Now, you'll notice there's a completely different energy about, oh, my gosh, I have to stay home because what if really bad things happen? There's a different energy to that than the question of, well, how can I say, stay safe? Yeah, what can I do? What can I do? To I, be can, vigilant I can or- buckle my seatbelt. I can, I can, I can even check to see what the safest airlines are. I can, I can educate myself. I can take safety precautions, but life, my friends, is an utter and total risk. No one is going to get off of this ride, the ride of life, alive. There's a, there's a friend of ours, a guy named Nick Halleck. And Nick mm-hmm. is, Nick uh, is a fascinating guy. He's from Australia. He, when, when he was a child, when he's a, a like, like a young guy, like around preteen age. He was a kid, yeah. He had really, kid. really horrible asthma and was not able to go to school or even go outside and play. And his parents were um, educated, but they were musicians. And Nick, um, just quickly tell you this story. Nick um, had to, and this was before the internet. So he had books, he had encyclopedias, um, uh, he had his parents could teach him to play instruments, and he became a great dreamer, a great visualizer of uh, cool he's, opportunities. He's a visual. He's a dream builder. And he called, and and now he's kind of his moniker is the thrillionaire. Mm-hmm. He, he made, does cool stuff. He um, when he got well, he went out. He he was a really good guitar player. Played in a bunch of hair bands in the eighties. Made he said, well, everybody else was putting their money up their nose. He was buying real estate. Became a multimillionaire. Decided he wanted to be an astronaut. Took a bunch of his real estate money, spent millions of dollars with the Soviet um, space program because NASA wouldn't let him in. He was not American, so he couldn't be a NASA astronaut. But the Soviets, I guess, needed the money, so they would <laughs> let him be in their their uh, aerospace uh, program. He had to learn Russian, had to become scientifically competent in Russian, and um, did he go? He went. Well, he's orbited the Earth. 
He's in line still to go to the space station. He's, he's had lunch on the... He, yeah, James Cameron invited him to go down in the submersible, uh, down and he had lunch on the on the, on deck, the deck of the Titanic. Of the Titanic. Boy, talk he's, about... talk he, about how many, Talk about being claustrophobic, right? Right. Well, let me just say one more thing. He, we've got video of him uh, going down, repelling down into a volcano in a in this um, rebreathing suit. suit. Yeah, re- yeah, suit. and and he's done all these things. And when people look at it, they go, "Wow, Nick!" It's, I wish I could do that. He slept. He had to bribe like everybody in the government of Egypt, but he slept overnight in the Great uh, Pyramid of Giza and and alone, locked in I in the sarcophagus. Bribe, I asked him to bribe the French government for me, but he wouldn't do to it. To get it, well, he's trying so to get you into that cave. Okay. But the point is, we look at Nick's life and go, "It's such a cool life. It's such a big life." But who would have the guts? To first of all, spend millions of dollars and learn Russian, to or even to invest in the real estate, or even right. to go on to be in so, a big rock band. So let's boil when, it we, down for us. What though. I'm saying is, we we look at people who want to have a big life or are having a big life and go, they're so lucky, or they're doing something no. better than us, or they're smarter, or they're richer. Um, people have said that about us, but they're ignoring the fact of when we ha- were bankrupt. You know, when we were dealing with the, the federal government and me going to prison and yeah, you they having don't to deal with that. that. They, they forget about the medical challenges. They forget about other challenges right. that have been, that could have been debilitating. And But the goal, and people say, how do you guys have such a happy life? I guarantee you, it's not by avoiding fear. It's by standing on the roof and getting rock star hair and, getting rock star and hair. rolling through it. And I'm not I saying, knew you were coming. That's why I didn't rake the leaves. That's I love why that. I didn't rake the leaves. I'm, here I am. Oh, the leaves, you'll blow the leaves away for me. And guys, if... the I'm not saying, you know, the youngs are so cool or whatever. I'm saying. No, let's learn. Let's, we've we, learned to move through we, the fear. We've learned to, yeah, feel, what's the book? Feel, feel the fear. Feel the fear and do, do it, it anyway. anyway. A really brilliant book by an author named Do, uh, Dr. Susan Jeffers. Uh, changed my life. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And I'll tell you what, uh, my my clients, I have multiple clients whose assignment for this week, their life design assignment is to do something every day that scares you. That's an Eleanor Roosevelt Quote, um, doing something every day that scares you is an opportunity for uh, for experiences. And so, that's what we want. We want experiences. And I'll tell you what, when so I, when I read the book I was doing, I was practicing, do something every day that scares you. Not all of those, some of my worst fears came, came about. I did the scary thing and I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can do this. And what's really interesting is the worst thing happened. And guess what? I woke up the next day. And you're still alive. And I was still alive. And and I'll tell you what, it was painful. There were painful things that absolutely happened when we face our fears and they come to fruition and you do experience some pain, but I will, I will never have that kind of pain again. I know that I can, I know that I can do hard things. I can have hard experiences and I can stand up the next day going, that was not my favorite experience, but I know that I can withstand it. And I know that I can do more. So what we're inviting you to do today is specifically your assignment. If you choose to take it is to do something every day that scares you. Yeah, write a list of, it write down a list of. It increases your, go ahead. But, but, I, mean, go ahead. Right, but I mean, take action, right? First, take write action. the list of. Of, of something that you're going to do for the next few days, um, you know, and, and then then do it. So if that's, you've never done a Facebook Live, do it. Do it. You've never, um, you've never given a talk in front of a, a, a small group of people, do it. You know, you've never done a Sudoku, Say yes. just do it. So last year I decided... I decided to call my year the year of yes, and and pretty much if an opportunity came along and it wasn't it wasn't it, it felt good to me, 
even if it was scary, I said yes to it. And all the opportunities that came from that were just inspiring. And I would, I would, that were enlivening. And it's this, this freer, fuller experience of living a life that you love living. But, but I, I don't think we've said this quote yet, uh, that we were talking, as we were talking about this conversation, there's a quote that says your ability, your, your ability to live a life you love living is in direct proportion to your ability to withstand discomfort. In other words, we have to go beyond the borders of what we've known, step into a world that we've never, we don't know if we're going to be successful in it. We might or we might not. But then the borders of our lives expand and we have so, we live these bigger, freer, fuller, more enriching lives. That's where it is. Do something every day that that, that scares, scares you. you. Yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, so if it sounds like we're being preachy or whatever, it's, the the, the show is called the unshackled life. And fear is and a shackle. Listen, yeah, fear is absolutely a chain that's holding you back. So knock it off. Stop doing it, right? Take What you're going to find is that the, the more often you try something that you're afraid of, you'll find out that not only did it not kill you, but you learned something, you met somebody new, you've got a great new story to tell, something happened. And the more you do it, the easier it is. The more you do it, the bigger things you'll take on. And if there's one thing that I wish I could tell my, you know, much younger self is just like that eighth grader who wanted to buy Disneyland, do big things, find something, go after big things. You will, you will get a bigger, happier, more exciting life. And that doesn't mean you have to be going to huge debt or whatever. It just no. means take risks, take a live a little bit bigger and you'll We're be blown you away. On. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't believe in it, believe in our belief in you. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is the fact. Listen, guys, um, Michelle is doing something really big this weekend. Um, she's doing her first live event. We're doing it at, at our beach houses. Sold out? It is sold out. And then it that, is sold out. She was totally nervous, weren't you? Totally. Still are, but it's going to be great. Um, Feel the fear and do it anyway. Do things that make you scared. Have fun. And you guys come back and join us every week, uh, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern on Mondays for the Unshackled Life with Michelle Pearson Young and Aaron Scott Young. This is called the Influencer Channel on Voice America Radio Network. And we will see all of you guys next week at 1 o'clock. Go out and do something that scares you. And we want to hear your stories. See you guys real soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.